Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if any of the stories I'm about to discuss are interesting to you and you'd like to read them for yourselves, just go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you will find a written version of the roundup with all of the links that you need. Now let's jump in with our first story of the week, Queer and Trans Men Feel Unsafe During Pandemic. Huffington Post reported on a new study finding that 30% of queer and transgender men feel unsafe in their own homes during the COVID-19 pandemic. They also found that 72% of these men had experienced anxiety and 24% felt extreme loneliness during this time. The study explored both physical and emotional safety and found concerns related to things like unsupportive families, abusive partners, and the lack of connection to community and services. So these are a lot of issues that we've been reporting on since the start of the pandemic, uh, and it's very interesting uh, to see some research coming out about this that confirms a lot of, of what we've been hearing on a more anecdotal level. Next up, standing against discrimination. UNAIDS marked May 17th as International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. They used the occasion to call on governments to enact laws to protect LGBT individuals from these forms of bias. They also called for an immediate stop to arbitrary arrests of LGBT individuals, which they say have increased during the COVID-19 pandemic, as some governments are using LGBT populations as scapegoats or doing things like targeting them uh, for harassment while they are going out of their homes or gathering in spaces that are known to be LGBTQ inclusive. I think this is a great example of something that was already an issue before the pandemic started. Now it's become even worse. But on the other hand, this is also a good time to help um, educate people about what's going on in the world and about the bias and discrimination that LGBT folks face. Um, I think that there's been a lot of progress in shining light on issues such as um, homelessness and unsafe homes. And so I think that, you know, UNAIDS calling attention to these extreme cases of homophobia, transphobia, and biphobia is really important. Next up, rule could invisibilize foster youth. Human Rights Campaign reported on a proposed federal rule that would eliminate sexual orientation data collection by state foster care systems. The current rule instructs states to collect sexual orientation information on both youth in the system and prospective parents as a way of bringing visibility to a population that is disproportionately involved in the foster care system and that has unique needs within it. This rule uh, being pulled back is very concerning to the advocates um, as expressed in this report because um, without the the data being collected, it's impossible to know what disparities the group is facing, what their experiences are, and how those experiences can be improved upon where where we know that youth are struggling um, in connection to their LGBTQ identities. Our next story looks at providing PrEP during the COVID-19 pandemic. The CDC issued guidance on how providers of PrEP, the HIV prevention treatment, can continue to provide services during the COVID-19 pandemic, noting that containing HIV is still a public health priority, even while a lot of attention is rightfully being placed on COVID-19. 
They provided options for at-home and self-test kits to make sure that those who are on PrEP can keep on uh, testing themselves for HIV without having to come into a, um, an office if that's not safe for them to do or if the office is closed. They also recommended that providers issue 90-day refills instead of 30-day refills of PrEP so that people don't have to keep going back to the pharmacy. So some really basic steps, but um, really important. And again, I think that these are things that are, are often best for, for people even when there isn't a pandemic going on. People have a hard time getting around. Transportation can be really tricky. Getting time off of work or childcare or other responsibilities. So these are examples of, of things that were already um, convenient and potentially good options for people who are on PrEP. And this crisis has just highlighted um, that, you know, they are available, they are, they work, and, and they're, they're useful. Next up, trans patients more likely to have HIV diagnosis. Researchers led by Joshua Nifaratis examined electronic medical records and found that transgender patients were much more likely to have had an HIV diagnosis than were non-transgender patients. So trans folks, uh, about 3.9% of them had been diagnosed with HIV, whereas for non-transgender folks, that was down at about 0.32%. Uh, so about a 10 times difference between trans folks and non-transgender folks. Trans individuals living with HIV also had a higher burden of most opportunistic infections compared with non-transgender folks living with HIV. So there's kind of two levels of disparity. First of all, there's the disparity that transgender folks are more likely to be living with HIV. And second is that they're more likely to have health issues um, when they are living with HIV than are other folks who are not transgender who are living with HIV. And finally for this week, using tech to link LGBT elders. The Washington Blade reported on how technology can reduce isolation among LGBT older adults. They say that these adults are particularly in need of accessing social support and medical services virtually, since they may lack social support or affirming care where they are physically based, whether that's in a, a nursing home or, um, you know, wherever they're living. LGBT older adults are also more likely than others to be living in poverty and thus may lack means to access these services, meaning actually having a computer or a smartphone or a stable Wi-Fi connection. So definitely an issue um, that you know has come into the public's eye in recent weeks, but that has been a long-standing issue and one that hopefully we can um, you know we can work on, on resolving by providing access to these services, um, both you know the, the technology itself and also the, that the services are out there for people to take advantage of. Well, that does it for another week and another LGBT Wellness Roundup. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, if you would like to read any of the stories that I've covered yourself, just go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org. And I hope that you are already subscribed to the podcast so that you can tune in again next week with more news. Bye-bye.